So I was just uh, spent half the day down at the Ironman race registration expo area. I was manning the Become One tent, which is basically where first timers will come along, receive a Become One band and a sticker from us, and just a chance for those athletes to ask questions of me about race tactics, final tips for the last little bit of training before the race, you know, techniques and ways to settle nerves and deal with uh, some of those sorts of things. So that was a, that was a great, great few hours there. I really enjoyed that. It was awesome to meet um, so many interesting people from around the world. There's some, some really cool people from some really cool places. Um, I met a massive group of people who had travelled here from India. So... It was really nice to talk to those guys and girls. I remember meeting someone from Myanmar. There was a group of athletes from Thailand, some athletes from Taiwan, lots of people from Australia, obviously, a few Americans, a couple of Canadians, uh, a couple of Scottish blokes, loads of people from England, and a Frenchman. So that was cool to meet so many interesting people. It was also really nice to put a face to the name of people that I'd obviously interacted with through the Training for Ironman New Zealand Facebook group. And it was, it's quite funny because you, you spend all these weeks and months communicating with people, but actually you have no idea what they look like. And so it wasn't until someone would say their name that I knew exactly who, who I was talking to. So that was really cool. It was great to have that interaction. And it was also really nice to um, talk to those people who actually listen to this podcast there was more than one or two that turned up so really cool to meet you guys and I'm really glad that these podcasts have been useful because you know it's as much for the beginners as it is for the experienced athletes and there are a lot of experienced athletes who said that they had been listening to them and have picked up a few little tips here and there which has been good and it's actually been really good for me just going over this sort of stuff and realizing that there was so much that goes into um, the preparation and the execution of an event like this. So I'm glad that it's had an impact and it's helped. So I'll be back at the Become One tent again tomorrow. So I look forward to meeting more people. And uh, yeah, it's it's just one of those really cool parts of the event that I really enjoy. You know, it's the reason why we come back for more. And it was excellent to also meet a lot of our subscribers, the foot traffic coaching subscription athletes who have been using our Man New Zealand specific race plans and they've been using the plan since pretty much since August, September last year. So, you know, it's been a long 30-week process for some of those people to get to this point. So to meet those people and put a face to the names and to talk to them and seeing how confident they are after the training that they've been through is really exciting. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how race day turns out for everybody, but in particular for the those foot traffic athletes that have followed the training plans and uh, you know we're going to be running the same system of training for the 2021 Ironman so hopefully those of you that have now come across foot traffic and know what we're about will um, jump on and use those training plans for the next time around because you know if you've done one Ironman you're going to be doing another Ironman I can assure you of that anyway let's get on with this podcast all right so here I am with uh, one of our long-time Subscription members, Sean Fernandez. Sean, how's it going, mate? Hello, Rob. How are you? Good. I'm very good. Good. We're hanging out at the first timers tent, but ironically, you're not a first timer, are you? No, Rob. This is my sixth. Sixth time, man, New Zealand. New Zealand, yes. And what is it that brings you back to this race every year? Oh, just 
stubbornness, I guess. Stubbornness. Every single year, when you finish, you said, this is my last Ironman, but yeah. always register the following week. Of course you do. <laughs> and you've obviously followed our subscription training plan. So That's has it has it gone well for you? you... Very well, a apart from some missed the sessions because yeah. of work and kids and you know school and all this stuff so That's it normal. is a uh, very yeah, very tight usually it's 4 a.m wake up yeah. to, to finish two sessions and yeah, yeah it is uh, on a uh, on the past five months i guess wow that's awesome oh it's been great sort of following your progress over the last couple of years but i really look forward to seeing how you go over this one yeah you know you say you've done six of them so you know everyone gets better and better hopefully <laughs> yeah um, i think the older you want you get the more uh, Maybe hopefully better you are, but yeah, the more you we'll forget see. about what the other ones were like. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, good luck. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks, Rob. You're the best. Cheers, mate. So uh, I'm here with uh, an old, old triathlon friend of mine, Matt Brook. Matt and I go back through our secondary schools days. Uh, Matt's had a bit of time away from the sport, then he came back to it in his later ages. So uh, welcome, Matt. Thanks, Rob. How are you feeling? Um, actually pretty good, yeah. Yeah, feeling pretty relaxed and, and fresh, yeah. So you obviously were planning to do the Ironman initially, but you had a wee injury? Yeah, so I, my initial plan was to do uh, Ironman. I carried an Achilles injury all through uh, all through summer, and it's just never really healed, so we've put, had to put those mm. plans on the back burner and, and just race the half. Yeah, but and you had, you had a good half at December, the 7.3. Yeah. yeah. Missed out by one spot? Missed out qualifying by one spot. It was my first ever attempt at the distance, so I had no idea what to expect. <laughs> I purely went in completely blind and just just went in just not expecting anything. Missed out by one spot, which was a little bit disappointing, but yeah, I was happy with, with how it went. So. But I know your competitive nature, so that come race day, yeah. you'll be lining up. Oh, wanting to get that spot, won't you? I, I can tell you on Saturday it's going to be full send. Yeah, there's, yeah. One, there's no man that I know wants it more. <laughs> so you've obviously followed our subscription plan over the last few months, and it's gone pretty well for you? Have you followed the plan pretty, pretty much? Yeah, so I've followed it as, as best as I can, given my uh, limited ability to um, actually turn, my, the computer on. <laughs> turn the computer on <laughs> and check what I'm supposed to be doing. But but the the, the principles of, of the training plan I, I, I have followed over the course of the, the months that they've been brought out and it has made a phenomenal difference and, and the difference in what I sort of knew back when we were younger training and to what I've learned now is night and day. Yeah, and the night bikes are a bit cooler as well. Oh, the bikes are way cooler. Yeah. 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 Oh, hey, I really wish you the best. Eh? You know, it's going to be great watching your race out there and obviously we go a long way back so, you know, uh, it's good to see you back in sport again. Oh, great um, to be back. Great yeah, to be back. Yeah, but uh, enjoy that finish line because I know that you're going to be making the most of it. <laughs> There'll be nothing there. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Later. Okay, so here I am with uh, professional triathlete and foot traffic coach Mark Boasted. Mark, how's it going? Yeah, good. Thanks. Excited to be back in Taupo. It's definitely my favourite course on the on the circuit. That's great, eh? So you've just finished the Hoka One One um, Pro Tips talk with a bunch of first timers. How did that go? Yeah, it's good. Lots of questions and hopefully settled a few nerves. But yeah, everyone's. It's, it's pretty normal to be nervous leading yeah. into the Ironman. I, I still am after I think I've done 10 or 11, so yeah, still it's Still the normal. same feeling, mm. yeah. We've all been first-timers. So let's talk about the run course. So obviously, um, as you come off the bike, what are, what are people going to start feeling in the first few steps of this run? 
oh, generally you're not going to feel great, but the, the, the crowd support is crazy when you get off the bike. So there is a bit of a, a temptation to go a bit too hard. But no, just, just find your own rhythm, get some nutrition in, get around that nutrition, Nutrigrain box. And yeah, the, the, the commentator will probably pump you up a bit, but just, just stay level. <laughs> I think you got to stay level all the way through town and just think it's, it's, it's going to get hard and you def- definitely just don't want to go too hard. That first, the first two Ks of this run, you might feel like a million bucks, but like Mark said, it's just that point where you really just need to build into it. And the first two Ks, in a well-paced run, should probably be your slowest two Ks. Yeah, exactly. And I think this whole the whole run, you want to aim to build the effort. You probably won't build the speed, but mm. that's uh, the great thing about a three-lap run is you can almost see lap one is steady, lap two is harder, lap three is hard, and you mm. might not go faster. Or maybe going slower. Yeah, you might yeah. go slower, but the effort is harder, and yeah. that, that's the way I approach it. Uh, Joe, Joe Skipper, who's a phenomenal athlete, just said that's the way he approaches it at the yeah. Hoka um, run. So, yeah, I think it's it's a pretty smart way to approach a three-lap Actually, run. I remember watching him the first time he came to Taupo, and he ran. He was running out, and he was high-fiving his mates, and they were just jogging along, just saying, no, I'm just taking it easy, taking it easy. And he had one of the fastest runs, and I think he ran himself up to second or third place. He just built his way mm. through that run, and, and that's the way age groupers should approach it you know the first lap you can absorb the crowd a little bit but don't let, don't get pushed along too much by them and it's and i consider this to be a reasonably hilly course there isn't a lot of flat sections and the hills in the first half of each lap yeah mainly and as you go past those aid stations on the way out to the Firewaka point those little climbs do build on you and and you know what are your recommendations for pacing through that part of the course when it is a bit up and down i mean i'm big on i run to feel i don't like to check my watch all the time but it is good to maybe have the k the k auto lap on just to check that you're not going too crazy or too or too slow but yeah like you say it is it's undulating it's it's there's not many dead flats and even rainbow drive it's got a, a quite a short sharp up and down and so then it gets bigger every lap doesn't it yeah it gets big, but there is great support in rainbow drive and so your mates are there aren't they? yeah all my mates are there <laughs> not normally but yeah just i think i always say this but don't ever think too far ahead in terms of I've got 40 k's left to run or whatever. Totally. Like, break it down. Next aid station or ne- end of the end of each lap, or you're only seven k away from, say, at the start of the lap, you're seven k away from the turn, and then you're seven k away from yeah. being home. So it's quite nice mentally to be to not be too far. And everyone away. can visualise what a seven k run is at home. It's exactly. normally an easy run that you do in the evening or something. Yeah. Yes. Um, and one thing I've always noticed, and you may notice the same thing, is when you're running along the the, the pathway around the lake. It's a little bit uneven underfoot. Do you find that? Yeah, it's a bit, a little bit sort of, not cobbles, but kind of like that cobbly feeling where you can mm. feel a tad uneven. You can slightly run to the side, maybe on the grass, but I, I've never felt it hurt my feet or anything. Running so fast, that's why. <laughs> gliding. But just, just be aware. Like you may be by the third lap, it will be, it could be a bit uncomfortable, but you've got, you, there are, you can run on the side. Um, yeah. So just, yeah, think about these things. That's great advice. And as people do hit that last lap. For some, it may be getting a little bit later in the day. Some people, I mean, for some people, the pros have finished. Some of the age groupers would have finished. So you've got people that are out there a little bit later in the day, and it starts getting a bit dark, and a bit, it can get a little bit cooler. And, Mark, you probably haven't felt this, but it's surprising how cool it can get in the evenings here. So, yeah, I mean, I guess we're having some clothing which in your special needs bag, which yeah. you can put on, but they're going to give you ponchos or glow sticks later on anyway if it's getting too cold and too dark. But that's something to keep in mind. But yeah, I mean, Mark, what are your sort of final tips for these people, especially the first-timers as they're on the run, last leg of their run, heading home for their first Ironman? 
Oh, I mean, running well starts way back. I, I say sort of three days out. Like, you've got to start refining what you eat. I, I prefer to cut pretty much all, all um, fibre from mm. my diet in the last few days and just eating nice, simple carbs that aren't going to make me want to go toilet. And then again, the, the key to running well is fueling well on the bike, making sure you, you hit your your nutrition strategy and you're getting everything in. And mm. and again, beware, Taupo's roads are rough and there is always uh, nutrition that has bounced out of someone's um, so good. someone's yeah bike. So don't be that person that's lost all their gels and then <laughs> you, you don't run well because of that. So make sure it's all fastened down and you'd be better to... Yeah, just just take the time to secure all that nutrition, and if you get your nutrition in on the bike, it's it's a very good step forward towards running well. Yeah, yeah. that's great advice. I won't leave you any longer. I know you're one of the best taperers in the sport, and you love putting your feet up. So I've I've had you standing up long enough. So get home, put your feet up. Best of luck for the race this weekend. You know all your athletes and the foot traffic athletes and supporters really love watching your race. So go into this one. We're all behind you. Can't cool. wait to see how it goes. Oh, thank you. And just enjoy the finish line because I still do. And it's yeah. one of the best feelings in the world. So, it is. Yeah, look, you definitely want to look forward to that and it's worth it. So, enjoy. Cool. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Okay, so we're here, luckily, being joined by a good friend of mine, Katie, who is a meteorologist. And Katie is going to talk to us about the weather this Saturday. Katie, how's it going? Yeah, good. Thanks, Rob. How are you doing? Very well. I haven't spoken to you for ages. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> in a while. Yes. Okay. So today in Taupo, we've had um, pretty strong blustery winds. It's been a little bit cold. Hasn't been any rain, but people are getting a bit anxious. What are we going to see tomorrow? And more importantly, what are we going to see on Saturday? Well, tomorrow we're expecting the winds to start easing. We're not expecting any rain. And same with Saturday. So Saturday the winds are going to continue to ease. So we're expecting light winds in the morning for Saturday and then winds to pick up in the afternoon but not, they'll be light to moderate at most. So nowhere okay. near what we're getting today or tomorrow. Lovely. And what sort of direction are we going to be seeing this wind coming from? So we've currently got a southeasterly flow and that's not going to change. It's just going to stay southeasterly for the next few days okay. thanks to a ridge of high pressure over the North Island at the moment and it's not it's not moving anywhere so cool. yeah, southeasterlies but but continuously easing so that's lovely to hear it's and that's quite important because it's generally the the westerly or the nor'wester which kicks up a lot of the a lot a lot of a lot of the um, difficulty on the bike course yeah for whatever reason so that southeasterly sounds like it's, it's going to be a fairly gentle Still significant enough to be um, aware of, but um, hopefully not the sort of thing that we're experiencing at the moment, which I'm sure it won't be from, um, from what you said. Yeah. The, the other important thing is that may kick up a little bit in the swim as people are heading out on the outbound leg, but coming back in towards the end of the swim, they may get a bit of trailing breeze, which would be nice. Keep the, keep the swim relatively fast coming back. Is that likely to be the case? Yeah, so in the morning we are expecting just some light winds, so I don't imagine it's going to be particularly windy during the swim at all. Um, it should be picking up sort of more as the sun rises and, you know, more into the afternoon than the morning. So really I think the, the, the swim in the beginning of the bike should have fairly light winds. Light, so. light, light. 
Temperature-wise, what are we going to be seeing here? All right, so it's going to be a bit of a chilly start in the morning for Taupo. So yeah. it looks like it's going to be a low of 7 degrees. So you know, might want to take a jacket until yeah. you start. But it should be warming up to a nice 22, so nothing too hot and, okay. and not too chilly either. That's cool. Recommendations, obviously, if it's, if it's clear skies, it's still pretty warm. It may not, doesn't need to be too warm, but we're still going to see people getting exposed to the sun. So lots of sunblock throughout the day. Lots of sunblock, yeah. yes. Great. And just one last thing. So this torrential downpour and hail that I got caught in yesterday at about 2.30, which almost blew me off my bike as I was coming back up Broadlands Road. We're not going to be seeing this at all, are we? No, no. So that was due to a system that has now um, moved off the country. So we're not expecting anything to affect the North Island like that um, nice. on Saturday. No way. So all those people that yeah. spoke to me today that were concerned about that, then uh, you need not be worried. Not, no need to worry <laughs> about that. You won't need a rain jacket. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, thanks very much. We'll let you get back to work. I know you're busy. Uh, really appreciate the time. And um, I look forward to your predictions coming through. I'm sure they're, we're close enough out that we know that's pretty much going to be the case. So. Yeah, keep me posted how everything goes. Thanks, Katie. Check later. Cool. No worries, yeah. Rob. See ya. Bye. Bye. Check out our website at foottrafficcoaching.com. We have a whole heap of information on there for you to check out about our training plans. And we will also put a link to our race training and race tips email series in the show notes. So check that out. Anyway, thanks very much.